Hello and welcome to the QA Therapy Podcast. Are you looking to improve your overall testing and quality practices? My name is Sergio Freire and I'm a solution architect and a testing advocate at X-Ray. And my name is Cristiano Cunha and I'm also a solution architect and test advocate. And we'll be your hosts and QA therapists throughout this series. In this podcast, we're going to tackle some of the most common testing and quality challenges that we all face in our teams. So if this sounds good to you, keep on listening. In QA therapy, we'll talk about the symptoms of testing challenges. Then we'll try to get to the actual underlying problems that may cause them. And finally, we'll do a diagnosis, where we'll discuss solutions in further detail. Through the series, we'll invite guests from the testing community, so that we can have unique insights from people that have already gone through these challenges. Like regular therapy, QA therapy is a place for learning and sharing. As testers, we are already used to communicating and digging deep, because that's the only way for us to improve our understanding and figuring out ways, as a team, of improving quality. For this first episode, we will tackle a very common problem that sometimes is not even recognized. How the lack of visibility can impact you, your team and your company. So what brings you here? Let's talk about symptoms. Is your delivery slowing down and you cannot quite understand what is going on? Do you feel lost about which information to fetch and how to obtain it, how it relates with one another? Are your development and testing teams playing ping pong with issues and bugs? Are you aware of what is being tested at all? Do you lack confidence about releasing? Time to talk about the problem and All of those symptoms reveal that we are having a lack of visibility on the different tools or stages of the delivery lifecycle. And also between teams or elements, we may not even notice how impactful this lack of visibility is in our day-to-day work. This lack of visibility usually hurts collaboration and in the end, hinders the capacity of the team to deliver fast and with quality. It's time for diagnosis and prescription. And I would like to to raise uh, the first question to Cristiano. Cristiano, sometimes the lack of visibility is, uh, I would say, hard to recognize. How can we know that we have lack of visibility? Well, it's really a good question because it's hard sometimes to understand or to see that we have lack of visibility. But one good indicator is if you have some questions that you cannot answer because you don't have access to the information or you don't know which tool you need to to check. Or if you need to gather information from different sources in order for you to have a proper answer to, to provide. So all of these are indicators that probably the visibility of the information, of the testing, of your project is not at the level that you need to perform your work um, in the best way that you can because you have lack of visibility uh, of the information available to you. And you know, all of this lack of visibility, we talked, I just give you some hints on how to 
try to identify that you have lack of visibility. But really, what can cause this lack of visibility? What do you think about it, sir? Well, uh, maybe there are several different reasons for that. Um, the first one I would highlight uh, is the fact that we may have siloed teams or um, siloed uh, team members within uh, the teams. So what happens when whenever we have these uh, uh, siloed uh, teams or siloed team members is that we tend to hide the information, we tend to restrict access to information. And without having access to information, we cannot really take the decisions that can in the hand help us improve the, the product. So um, dealing with siloed, siloed teams and siloed team members is, uh, in my perspective, really uh, in, important. And this is one of the causes uh, of, of this lack of visibility. But it's not all. Uh, I would say let's also from a, a technical perspective, um, tooling can also uh, foster uh, lack of visibility. Uh, what I mean with that is that sometimes we have uh, a bunch of tools that uh, they don't actually connect with one another. Uh, they are hard to integrate. And we we know that actually recent studies from uh, GitHub, Octoverse, and also mentioned that um, teams use a bunch of tools like uh, seven tools, uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. And on average, uh, on average, yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> much more in, in real life. Uh, but in, in average, uh, it's something like that. So, but we have to. The 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 thing with tools is that some of them they are hard to integrate, and actually uh, having tools that provide uh, a good integration capability is really really. Um, a need for teams in order to make uh, visible the information that you can extract from those tools. So yeah, having proper yeah, tools yeah. I was just going to add something because integration sometimes is just seen in the technical uh, aspect of it. That is, I integrate this tool with my tool. But what you say is really important because integration in terms of how will I surface the information that this tool is going to produce. So it's really important, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, you, you know, that sometimes um, we have uh, uh, useful tools, but for example, that don't provide uh, enough reporting capabilities. So we need to... Uh, be able to analyze the information produced by those tools elsewhere in a proper uh, in a proper visualization tool where we can actually uh, relate that information with uh, uh, other information that we may have from also from other tools. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mentioned uh, I was mentioning tools and teams and. Uh, uh, the kind of silo, silos that you have with tools and with teams, and we are talking about having uh, a proper integration uh, between them. But for the lack of visibility issues that we were uh, highlighting, sometimes what happens is that we also have a lack of um, a safe environment. What, what that means um, is that we are not free to experiment we are not free to fail so we tend to 
hide the information we tend to deal um, to avoid dealing with problems, we avoid dealing with challenges. Um, I, I, what is your perspective, uh, Christian, on, on, on the, this safe environment? I know that your background also comes from a, a big company. Uh, what yeah. uh, can be the causes for poor visibility uh, with, uh, uh, in a whenever you don't have a safe environment. Yeah, so so it, it's a good point because uh, sometimes we go straight to tooling and to, to silo teams or some, some, some ping pong that happens between the teams, but we forget that in order for the teams to be able to work in their visibility in showing what they are doing uh, and keep in mind that showing what you are doing is not only sharing successes, it's also sharing failures and sharing lessons learned. But if you don't have a safe environment within your company, the people that work there will not be compelled into sharing anything and to make things visible because you need to have a safe environment for them to feel at ease uh, in sharing those things in order to have something or a system, an environment that will let you learn, make mistakes, learn from it and act upon it instead of just uh, searching for the culprit of it and try to punish it. And all of this is, is, is hard to have, uh, but I think it's the common ground, the, the first uh, layer that we need to have in order to build this, this visibility uh, over it and it's hard to build so what do you think we need to have this this safe environment what changes can we can we can you have um, can you give us our opinion Sergio about it yeah I, I've worked with um, with many teams uh, and some of them unfortunately in in not really safe environments and I, I think that um, most of the times the problems they 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 start at the top. So there's actually uh, where we need to to start um, to start to engage with the, the top management and start to build a culture where is is okay to fail you or where we we where we can try things where we can expose information without being uh, afraid of um, being punished and sometimes um, if we don't have this kind of um, uh, safe environment built from from the top down perspective, um, people won't be able to 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 experiment to expose uh, uh, things that need would need to be handled. So they will start um, this will start uh, limiting themselves of talking about uh, issues that occur in the in the software that occur in the testing that occur in the deployment process so we need to really um work with the with the, the managers and uh, in order to tell them that it's it's not only okay to to actually fail it's, it's actually something that we need we need an environment where we can act 
we can try, where you can experiment, because experiment is like a, an enabler for finding out uh, better ways of doing things. So learning yeah. and continuous learning is really, uh, really important. And in testing, for example, learning is crucial. And this software development, yeah. also learning, we have to refactor the things that we are architecturing software, uh, we are dealing with risk whenever we take decisions around um, uh, around building and, and coding the, the software. Yeah, and, and, and failure is part of the process. There's no way yeah, around yeah. it. It will happen. Well, of course, so. of course, we don't want to always be failing. <laughs> we are not in companies to, to to always be uh, failing, but we are there to learn, and that requires that sometimes we make we make learnable mistakes. It's not about making mistakes, but making learning learning exactly. mistakes so we can improve. Um, and now, now, if I may ask you a question, uh, Cristiano, and. Uh, I know that you come from a culture of uh, DevOps, and with the adoption of DevOps, we we so we see like a growing need of tools. Oh, yeah. How can the adoption of tools impact visibility? Yeah, actually, well, DevOps, I, I saw it that this mindset, this way of doing things, has really changed the way that you deliver software uh, with this new DevOps mindset, and and it requires a lot of new tools. Um, pretty much to build your pipeline. So you need a lot of tools in different stages in order to do everything that you need to deliver your project since conception until production. But once you start introducing new tools, uh, we come back to that problem that you referred uh, above, that is more when, when you have more tools, you, may, you have to make sure that they all integrate together and you are able to extract information in a way that you can uh, look at it as a whole. So instead of just, oh, I have to check in this tool, what's the output in that tool, in the other tool, you need to be able to um, have a common ground or a source of truth about everything that happens. And the pipeline is a way or an attempt to do so. But what's missing on the pipeline is the connection to the requirements sometimes that we see. Uh, and well, X-Ray will allow you to do that connection, that lost connection that sometimes you don't have. That is, how is my testing covering those requirements and how is this connection uh, possible? Uh, but also, when you have a lot of tools and you have teams that are striving for innovation, they always want to have the next big or the next cool tool that is around. Oh, and everyone wants one of those. <laughs> a magic yeah, tool. Yeah, we only, always want to try the new thing. But in a, in you are, when you are in a big company, you need to make sure that the process is stable and with the levels of quality that you need. And if you are always inserting new tools, and some tools are not that... Well, they are still in beta or alpha versions, so they're not that stable. You will add that instability to your process. So also the adoption of new tools must be something that in your company you have to have defined. Because if you have this um, process defined of how can someone adopt a new tool in your company, it will bring you at least two things. That is visibility over the tools that are used in your company. So now you know that if you need... Um, if you have a problem, you you know what tools are being used in your company to solve that problem in a similar way. And you know what steps that you need to do if you want to adopt a new tool. 
And one of the requirements for Indigenous process should be visibility. How can this tool integrate good and bring visibility into everything that you do and into your process? But sorry, sorry for interruption. But I was thinking that knowing the tools is also making the tools visible that we are adopting. It's also in a perspective understanding also a bit of the the risks that we can have related to those tools. Sometimes we. We adopt tools uh, that are helpful at a given moment, but then certain problems may occur even with those tools or somehow connected with those tools. And having this understanding of the kind of tools that we are using across the organization can be can be quite helpful for uh, then taking decisions and eventually try other tools that can be more beneficial to us. Yeah, yeah. And it's the the whole the reinventing the wheel, because if I have a team yeah. that is using a tool that is already solving that problem, why should I uh I remember a new tool some, to try to solve the same problem? Sometimes <laughs> you have you have these uh, teams that really like to always try new tools like every single day. Yeah. And actually they are eager always to try new tools at every moment that they don't actually get the work done, I mean. They don't uh, make the uh, features enough, uh, I would say, that are stable enough because they are always changing things in, in a very fast way, in a too fast way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's so you need yeah. some stability on, 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 on your processing and your production. It's not you need. Well, I, 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 I encourage everyone to look at new tools and try them out, but then also look at if they are already in the state that you can insert them with quality in your process. So it's um, it's different. And also, when you are inserting new tools, um, you start having uh, new tools or environments or systems, you start having a problem that is access. And in big companies, I felt that. That is, how, why do I, why cannot... Why I cannot access this tool or why cannot access this system? So why is this so restricted? And and sometimes, and I think you touched it on, on, on your previous um, answer, that is the lack of access is also uh, a problem to visibility. But sometimes those measures are there for a reason, right? It's like, uh, I don't know, we don't... We don't allow anyone to access this because it has PII data. So how should we approach this? How do you think? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> the um, access to tools they may be uh, restricted for several uh, for several reasons, as you mentioned, and um, sometimes um, the fact. Sometimes it may be a business kind of uh, uh, limitation. Yeah, d- limitation. Yeah, may, we maybe we have a licensing issue. Sometimes uh, it's something someone that wants to have control over th- over the things, and just because. So I would think, I would say that um, we really need to re- keep reviewing what we have, the current processes we have, and the, the accesses that we have in place if we should have it uh, restricted or not, or if we should have it in, um, uh, let's say, uh, follow a more open kind of approach. Uh, For me personally, I would say having um, uh, a more open approach is always 
if possible, is always a, an enabler uh, because you have access to collaboration, you have access to information, it can in turn foster collaboration, it can foster discussions. Um, yeah. And that... Uh, the the fact that we can have this kind of conversation about access is it's also a, a way to to bring things to the table so maybe uh, at that point mo- uh, moment in time uh, maybe we'll find out that maybe those tools that we have maybe are not really that useful maybe we can do things in in another way so maybe yeah. this can be an opportunity for us to review the the processes that we that we have in place. So it can yeah. bring some visibility about the things that we have in place that maybe we can uh, reduce the things in a different way. Yeah, it's a yeah. Starting the conversation is always good because it will make you question everything that you have and redo or revamp or refactor your process in in better ways. So now we have covered environments, we have covered tools, but um, I know that um, the way we address work will also influence visibility, right? So how do you think it is? Well, uh, that's, I would say, totally true. Um, I mean, um, we... the. One one of the things that I think is really important for teams to to have is or try to pursue is um, have um, or increase shared understanding, uh, and the way that we actually organize and the way that we work um, influences uh, the understanding that we have about the things, and the, in turn, it inf- influences. Um, how we make things so um, having uh, trying to increase our shared understanding uh, fosters visibility about certain uh, certain things so let me try to to give you let's say a more concrete example so Mm -hmm. um, for example we in in one of the teams that uh, uh, that we have um some time ago, we did a, an experiment around, um, around uh, ensemble programming. So the team the team was not using uh, wasn't following a more kind of traditional approach to software development, doing pull requests and then uh, moving things to um, moving things to to the testers to tests and then. Uh, there was feedback on, on on the artifact that was built. Maybe the issue would be um, moved again, again to the to the developer to fix. So you could have that ping pong that we are discussing earlier. So what we did is actually tried out a different way of do, uh, of uh, building uh, features by working together um, in this kind of ensemble or more programming. As it was uh, also known, uh, where we have um, multiple developers together, where the the tester was also part of those uh, ensemble sessions, and what happened is that this uh, this approach uh, really 
uh, help the increase the shared understanding what I was uh, referring earlier and uh, yeah. I was not able to explain that much uh, but uh, by having the tester there the tester could really uh, um, raise questions right from the the moments zero uh, while the thing was being built while the, the feature was being thought so what happened is that that feature was being tested uh, throughout the whole process, so it means that uh, from the ideation, from the from the implementation, and having also uh, multiple developers together, also enable to for people to increase their understanding about the code, the features. So one of the developers could um, could raise certain yeah. questions; the other one could raise raise a different question. So that was a way to bring visibility about um, what we are building and how we were mm -hmm. building. So the way that we work also uh, influences, uh, let's say, visibility. And visibility yeah. is like an, a, a big enabler for them, for acting. I mean, for, for us to be able to do... Um, changes the needed changes with confidence because many teams what happens is that they have this lack of confidence why because they are lacking information they are lacking um, this kind of shared understanding because well they don't know everything about the the software everything about the product and maybe they they just working one or two features or one or two parts of the code uh, and they maybe they don't have a clear understanding about the whole architecture. And by actually working together in this kind of an ensemble sessions, uh, it was a great way to foster collaboration through, through better, uh, let's say, shared understanding and also better visibility about um, the uh, about the needs about the implementation aspects. Yeah. And it's really powerful to share uh, how you think with your colleagues and sometimes you can even foster the quality mindset into them because now development knows what you, what you think about, what are your concerns, and they can start uh, adopting those kinds of things for, for them. And you also know how do they, do they approach the problem. So for sure, it's a really powerful tool. And uh, Christian, I also remember, let's say, other kind of exercises that the teams can can actually do. Uh, I'm always referring to the to the testing depth quadrants that I learned with Rob Mini because uh, that's something that I mm -hmm. tried and I think it worked quite well. And that I would like to see come more often. It's a visual exercise about where you put some cards on a, or where you put some uh, some cards in the cardboard and then um, post it in a cardboard and you splitting in four quadrants that where you present the different aspects about your testing, what makes your testing more complex, where it makes your uh, um, your testing in different ways, basic challenge that you have with your testing. Um, and 
by having all all the team members be uh, being able to provide feedback about what is making their testing uh, not ideal then people can actually define like an action plan or ideas um, uh, for dealing with the, uh, those and uh, and making the hand uh, better testing so by bringing this kind of exercise well people can participate and make visible the things that make uh, that are somehow affecting testing is a great way for in the hand to pursue better better let's say quality because can uh, people can then actually do something about it yeah and this is a like a whole teamy kind of exercise so uh visibility is also about um working effectively more as a team not being uh working solo uh focus on just our our tasks is about uh, discussing things together good good um well and like all good things, they cannot last forever. So we are reaching the end. Uh, do you want to add anything about visibility, Sergio? Before we well, maybe one thing that one last thing is that um, this is like an ongoing uh, challenge. It's something that we have to try to pursue in in teams, and I, I would really like to highlight the the building of a safe environment as one of the of the aspects that is really important. And uh, another thing that can be also relevant is also try to have let's, uh, a place where you can make, uh, um, make information more visible. So try, and since we are nowadays talking about observability, um, it's about having... Um, if you are using um, a certain project, project management tool, such as Jira or something like that, having, if you have some sort of information there that 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 can be consolidated in one single place can really be helpful. Um, that doesn't mean that we uh, that we should only use one tool, but if we have one tool that can be like the the single source of truth, it can be really a, um, a good enabler for visibility-related aspects. Yeah, good points. It's time for closing regards. And now that you are aware of how important visibility is and are able to identify the signs of not having it, you can use the prescriptions to start your journey towards visibility and see how it will foster collaboration within your team. Do not lose our upcoming episode as we approach the performance paramatic with a very special guest. So see you in our next therapy session. Happy testing. Happy testing. <laughs>